You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, your host, back with another episode. I think this is the best podcast setup I've ever had so far. Of 163 episodes, this one is this this is going to be hard to beat. It's because I'm here, right? I, I mean, our one was pretty good. Um, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, but um, the voice that you're hearing, if you're listening, if you're watching or on YouTube, Facebook, um, you can watch this whole episode, but... That voice you just heard, this is Eric Granado. He is back to, I guess, uh, co-host an episode. First yeah, time. yeah. I'm really excited about it. So I haven't gotten to co-host before. So yeah. I've always wanted to ride somebody's coattail. So yeah. appreciate it. It's been my dream. You're welcome. Uh, our guests today, Josh and Lace JC Lepolt. Um, I'm terrible with names, and I always butcher things, no, and I just asked you what your name you is. so, so good. <laughs> um, but we're in this beautiful barn to tell some amazing stories. You guys work, you know, with, for, with, it is your company, Native Acres, and Eric's doing some work for you, which is why he's here today. Uh, for everyone listening, like, what is Native Acres? Let's start with that. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. We're really excited. Um, Native Acres Meat Company is a company that we started about six months ago, Uh actually, so we're still pretty new, um, that we pair uh, our premium beef products with consumers and we ship um, to all 50 states and we um, sell online. So it's pretty, it's basically a ranch direct beef company. Right. And we get to know your consumers. Right. Yep. Yep. So Josh and I are one part, um, and then we have John and Kelsey Haley from Canadian, Texas, and then Chance Walker from Lipscomb, Texas. So we are all five best friends that met in college. We've been friends for over a decade. Yeah. And um, it all started over a campfire in Canada, actually. (laughs) Where'd you all go to college? I went to Oklahoma State University. Um, You heard that, don't you? Yes. No, I actually, no. If she said OU, I'd be. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I can settle for OSU. Uh, I have no beef with OSU. So that's why this is black and orange right now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So you all met OSU. Yeah, we did. Um, Actually, Kelsey is, her parents live about one mile from here. So her and Josh grew up together. Um, And then uh, the three boys were fraternity brothers. And we just all became really, really fast friends and stayed in contact and decided to start this business together. So yeah, Yeah. they have a ranch um, in the Panhandle of Texas. And then we farm and ranch here in Kingfisher. Right. So Josh, growing up here, was that this is normal to you then? Oh, yeah, this is absolutely normal. It's just... uh, uh, kind of what we do is, is raise cattle, and we always had beef that, that we ate that was our own, and it didn't seem uh, abnormal to me. And I guess once you kind of once you leave and you get to see the big world outside, you kind of realize that 
that what you grew up with and what you're accustomed to maybe isn't uh, the rest of the world isn't privy to that. Uh, so that was kind of our basis behind this. We thought, hey, you know, there's an opportunity for this, and especially as the world's changing, um, and, and e-commerce is changing really oh, yeah. big. Uh, that hey, we can we can take what we're doing and we can create a, an online platform, and uh, and and you know just do what we do what we feel like we do a really good job of and take it, uh, take it online and, and make it a thing and make it a, a business that we can share with, yeah. with the rest of the world. So I assume your degree was in ag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my degree is in uh, agriculture economics uh, and accounting. Um, JC's was ag business. And marketing. And marketing, yeah. And, and then John, John was and animal science. John and Chance are both animal science. Mm -hmm. And then actually Kelsey's a nurse. Okay. Um, so she's, uh, she keeps us all healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you've just got a random business degree and just right. decided, you know what, well, I think we're going to try this country thing. Like this is, this is what you do and what you've done from day one. Right. And um, we've, we're all, um, I believe we're all, Josh and I are both fifth generation farmers and ranchers yeah. and um, John is as well. So this land and our this heritage, I guess, goes back for generations and generations. And it's pretty cool, the opportunity that we have to build upon that and make it better. And uh, Josh farms with his granddad and his dad. So um, three generations working together every day. You don't really get to That's see that special. very often. Very special. But it's pretty cool that we started this together um, as a friend group. And then that's something that Josh and I get to do together mm -hmm. um, just to add on and add value to our current operation. Yeah. It's pretty awesome stuff. What a so when you guys started this, a lot of farmers go commercial. What was the benefit you guys saw in going straight to the consumer versus? I mean, I know you guys do a little bit of commercial stuff, yeah, but yeah, what? We what, all do. Why mm -hmm. did you guys try to tap into direct to consumer stuff? Yeah, so we we all still run our own commercial operations separately, um, but really what we saw is that people wanted to know the story and wanted to know where their meat comes from. When you buy your meat at the grocery store, you don't necessarily know if it is born, raised in Oklahoma. Um, so just being able to pair um, what we do and share our story. And I think that's the awesome thing about social mm -hmm. media is I'm able to show the day-to-day -day activities um, of what we do on the ranch and being able to shed a positive light when yeah. there is a lot of, um, you know, negative things in the media, just like, just right. like anything, you know, but one bad apple doesn't, doesn't yeah. make a, a and bad change. A lot of like going back to like there's no way your granddad's going to jump on Instagram or Snapchat and be like, well, look what I'm doing today. You know? You'd be surprised. He's a Facebook guy. Is he really? Okay. He's not like shaking it on TikTok or anything like that, is he? You know, like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. He might not. I mean, he may be. He just doesn't know it yet. It's like you're in the background videoing him. But yeah, but yeah like that's, that's something. And, and me and Eric know this from just being around. And you've been around it a lot more. But some of the people that I know that are kind of in the feed industry and stuff, like, they're jumping into it with social media is making a huge difference because no one knows. You don't know. That's not how you've done business for mm -hmm. 50, 60 years, exactly. right? It's all handshake and you found business that are just generational. And I think the last thing that you think about in the ag industry is, is uh, being uh, with a huge impact of social media or or e-commerce or mm -hmm. online, anything, you know, any, anything that traditionally an ag business is, is like you mentioned, just a handshake deal and you take your cattle, uh, to the sale barn and, you know, you move on and it's just, it's kind of a whole different approach. Uh, it's one that's becoming more and more popular all the time, but I think it's something that, that could gain a lot of traction as we, as we move forward. Yeah. And one thing we thought about too was, you know, if we don't tell our story, who will? 
So we want to be the voice. We want to be the pos- shed a positive light, not only on Native Acres and our company and what we do, because we're really proud of what we do mm-hmm. um, and what we've accomplished in six months, but also just the agriculture industry as a whole. And we share all of our commercial operation as well. And it's funny, the things I get the most comments or feedback on is like the most simple things to us, right. like watering cattle feeding cattle, unloading cattle, how a trailer works. What is a trailer? You know, things that we yeah. don't even think about. Um, things you've done from yeah, like, the age of five. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Josh has literally driven combine since he was eight years yeah. old. So, it's just... I'm jealous. That's like the coolest <laughs> thing I would do. Josh is like, this is work. It sucks. But <laughs> I think the first day when I was out here, when I first met them, they drove me around everywhere. And I was like, Josh, how do you like know like what to prioritize throughout the day? He's like, Dad... I don't know, I just do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I could, can't yeah. even get a full answer. Well, like, kind of to that point now, like yeah. now you have systems and technology saying, this is how much you need to water, like to yeah. the exact amount, right? And this is how much you need to put in the ground or whatever it is. Like, how has that been for you just knowing oh, all this stuff now? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I mean, because the world of technology just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so you got to find the things that you can utilize uh, that are cost effective within your operation that you can take and say, hey, uh, this is something that, that we can really get a lot of benefit out of and this is something that's going to help uh, help our farm and farm operation um, whether it be GPS and auto steer and tractors or just record keeping software that everyone can access you know uh, that can really uh, help with an operation help add value and help just to make uh, your everyday life uh, better and more efficient. Yeah. I think the, the coolest thing that we found is, so rain gauges are really big to farmers, right? They put a rain gauge on every piece of property, and that's what his grandpa does every morning after it rains. He goes and checks all his rain gauges. Mm-hmm. We have an app that tracks it for us, and, like, we're sitting having our morning coffee, yeah. and we his grandpa also like calls us, and we're like, yeah, we already know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you like, like checked it with him as well? Oh, like, is it spot on? He'll be like, yes. hey, the, this, this certain place got 1.2 inches. And I said, oh, my app says 1.3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might want to look at your rain gauge again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like from the old school of going out, looking at the weather, seeing the clouds move, and being like, okay, it's going to be a good day today, or like yeah. not, right? And you're looking at weather app or weather bug. Like as a golfer, we, I use weather bug all the time because of uh-huh. the lightning app. And it's like, yeah, we should be okay today. We'll but, there's, but there's times, after a few years, there's times now that he'll call me and say, hey, how much did it rain here? I don't want to drive up there. <laughs> he's getting it. He's, he's finally getting yeah. it. So you got you to teach him. You got you to gotta wean him into the technology and Brilliant. stuff. So yeah. What he would give to have that, like, what, 30, 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it pretty accurate, though? It's, it's better than you would think. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And you mentioned, like, just tech in the, in the machines. You know, you said they're... And so people, for people who, who listening who don't know, like you could literally make this giant tractor that you have, like turn on a dime by GPS and like tracking and everything like that. It's sometimes you don't even have to drive them anymore, do you? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, there's there's just GPS signals that run everything when we're in the field to maximize efficiency, and uh, you know they'll get everything down to down to inches or, or, or less than inches even, uh, just to make sure that you're putting everything exactly where it needs to be. Variable rate technology with different things, just to make sure you can keep everything as perfect and efficient as possible. He actually has TVs in his tractor. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And so I, you can I, watch I, his yeah. shows. It's and perfect for college football in the fall. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. I can, I can watch football like, honey, I'm working all day. day. Yeah. <laughs> so bored at work right now just driving around the field it's very glamorous I promise I've been chauffeured around this field and the sun coming up 
Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Oh, man. I, honestly. Eric will get a feel here in a couple weeks. He's yeah, coming back for harvest. So. I, might, I might not like it. I might be like, screw this place. I can't do it again. <laughs> Just wheat dust everywhere in my lens and my eyes. That's places true. I don't want shovel it. in your hand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. Just start digging holes. I like the idea of hard labor. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like to see it in movies and watch other people. Yeah, do yeah. It. it's yeah. romanticized in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm lazy though. I well, don't like it. You, you have an interesting perspective because you, you know, you're you're in here to tell stories by through the lens and do what you do. Yeah. What's it been like for you to to see businesses? That was a tractor that's just waking up. Uh, obviously, that that doesn't like what you're about to say. Uh, what was that well, your tire? Air brakes really same brakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it like from your view, just you know, being around this and being able to share or have the opportunity to share these stories? Man, when I when I was younger, I thought stuff like this was like the dumbest thing. I was like, man, it's just it's boring. There's nothing out here, you know. Kansas, all the plains and stuff, all the farming. And but as I've gotten older, I've gotten a more appreciation for food and where the food mm-hmm. comes from. And only thing is I didn't get a chance to grow up in it. You know, my grandpa was a farmer, you know, he passed away when I was young. My parents, you know, we always lived in the city. And as I just keep getting older, I get appreciation for, you know, people like Native Acres. And it's just the the time they take to make sure they go by their code of where the food's coming from, how it's treated, you know, how it's processed and everything. It's like that. I can appreciate stuff like that because it's the finer details. And I just, I just love sharing stories like this. You know, it's a lot of fun getting to meet people, getting to meet, you know, new friends and make relationships and, you know, get some seasoning out of it. You know, that's, that's what I'm here <laughs> for. But no, it's a, yeah, it's, it's cool. Enough. I mean, because Oklahoma has so many neat people and, uh, you know, it's, people like this you know i didn't know existed until a couple weeks ago and yeah. it's you know it's cool listening to their story and you know now i know where my food's coming from right you know next time i eat it so i mean they take it they said their cows don't come off the land until they're ready to get butchered you know so that's just not like that place in hinton is it that you drive on a hoof or do you drive by on the way out of te- out of town that giant meat farm whatever it is after oh, man is it like or something like yeah. that yeah driving so, out past yeah. amarillo you like oh, close the window <laughs> Yeah, that does smell. It's so bad. Yeah, so what's cool about Native Acres is um, we, all of our cattle that are in the Native Acres program are born and raised and live their entire lives on our farm. Mm. Um, So we don't take them to the feedlot or anything like that. We feed them out ourselves, and the only time they leave is to um, head to the processor. So that's, we take really big um, pride in that, that we raise their mothers. We can usually trace back to um, their lineage, their um, cow lineage, and um, it's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so how many cattle animals do you have in Okachi right now? So in our on our farm um, here in Kingfisher, we have like 250 mama cows, um, but then we have a stalker operation, um, which we utilize our wheat fields in the winter to feed them. Um, we have a thousand stalker steers mm-hmm. uh, that we're currently selling. So if you're on Instagram, that's what we've been posting about lately, is yeah. uh, selling our stalker steers. 
Now, for those that don't know, what's the difference between the cows that you have and your stalker steers? So the stalker steers, Josh can chime in, but we uh, buy them across the country. So we are buying them from other cow-calf operations um, and that don't have the ability to feed them out over the winter, the mm-hmm. forage. Um, we're really, really blessed here to be able to use, utilize our wheat fields um, to be able to provide protein to them over the winter. And then we take them off um, in March and then let the wheat grow until May, which creates the grain and then we have harvest around the first of June Um, and so that's that's a little bit different they're not raised here Uh, we bring them in for you know a couple months uh, feed them and then sell them to a feedlot nice there's a lot more going on as well right not just like the cow side because obviously there's the farming side and the grain side and everything else Mm -hmm. is there oh absolutely yeah so uh, the the cow side is actually probably one of the smaller segments of what we do uh, here. in our yeah. business here, yeah, here in Oklahoma, um, you know, I think probably the uh, what we pride ourselves on is 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 creating wheat pasture for stalker cattle and being able to grow a lot of cattle from. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, we'll buy them in the fall at four or five hundred pounds, and then we'll sell them at eight or nine hundred pounds in the spring. Um, so really growing beef, that's yeah. probably what we do best. That's what this the particular country is is known for. That's what we're good at. Um, but then also just being able to utilize all of the resources that uh, are allowed to us. Um, and we can, you know, have cows on our grass and, and raise calves and then at the same time be able to raise a wheat crop um, that we can sell that goes on to make flour and stuff like sure. that. Um, so, yeah, that's there's there's kind of three segments to what we do and it's uh, provides for some diversity. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just kind of cool. What about the other two couples or the other two kind of areas that you guys are in? So in Texas, it, it's there, there's not much farming that goes on there, and it's it's almost strictly cow-calf. Okay. Uh, it's big ranch country, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different than here. Uh, you guys, you guys just come see it sometime. It's it's fascinating yeah. to yeah. me. It's, it's only it's three hours away, but it's totally different landscape. They do everything horseback, and we have four wheelers here. Yeah. Um, see, you do it the way that I would farm. Yeah. Because I would. Taryn, <laughs> <laughs> who's walking around taking pictures, loves horses. I'm, no thanks. Yeah. You're not bad on a horse, right? Oh man, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, I'm, still, I'm still getting, I'm still getting used ago. to. I actually got a rope and a roping dummy to practice just in case I need to be in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And help out, you know. I'm not very good. You know, I got to get on a horse and rope sometime, yeah. but yeah, I'm not. Uh, no. That's, that's yeah, pretty good about that. You guys farm the way I'd like to farm. Yeah. Just ride a four-wheeler around and drive a yeah. tractor. That's that's, yep. that's my but lazy. The, that's um, my city style exactly. of tractor farming. <laughs> the Haley's and Walkers in, in Texas, they still do everything completely old school. Like, they rope and drag every calf to brand over yeah. a hot fire. You know, we use a chute. Uh, we have just... I don't know. It's, it's so yeah. cool to be able to tell different stories of each of our family and our heritage and mm. our traditions, how we do things. It was fascinating for me because I grew up here, obviously, and this is all I knew. Uh, the, the farm business, the way we did it and the way our neighbors did it is all I knew. And so it was really, really cool. And I, I really treasure the fact that I was able to to meet other people that live in other places and go just kind of observe and be a part of what they do and it just broadens your horizon so much more to, to what's out there even no further than it is uh, it's it's just it's really cool to see and to understand 
how different families and different operations do things. Yeah. It, it's really neat seeing you guys, you guys have, you know, three different locations, but each one does something different. And mm. you guys might not know as much as the people on Canadian do and how they do things. And they don't know how you guys do things here, but you guys wouldn't be able to survive without one another, mm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So you guys really depend on, you know, each other to Yeah. To and it's, it, I think it's that in the, in agriculture in total, right? Like mm-hmm. it just depends on your landscape. It depends on your, you know, your land, how good your soil is. I, I'm originally from Arkansas, so we, we don't have any row crops. Our dirt is so rocky. You it can hardly, like every other day, it rains every sure. other day which yeah. is awesome, which is so different from here. But, um, like you can hardly even dig a hole there for a fence because it's yeah. just so rocky. So it's really different coming here and having row crops and then you know, three hours west, even more, um, they're having to be horseback because of their canyons and, um, where four wheelers couldn't even get. Yeah. So it's just pretty cool to see. It's the movie. It's like whatever season the movies in there. It's like, and you mentioned Walker, like I came Walker, Texas Ranger came to my mind straight (laughs) away. Maybe we need to give him that nickname. He's not here to defend that. So definitely. (laughs) Is the pizza place still out there in Canadian? It's like the I think it's like Garage Monkey or something like that. Oh, they, they have was, some pretty it, good it was, restaurants. It was there. right next to Canadian's the stuff. Cool town. Honestly, yeah. Canadian it, Canadian in, Texas is yeah. like this little dump in Texas, but it's like it's like <laughs> you could say that on well, an Oklahoma it, podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Coming <laughs> from a guy that's not from here. I know. Well, well it's North Texas, so yeah. you know, I can say it. Now, I've I've worked there too, so I actually have All some right. have some stake in the land. But anyways, I got an awesome steakhouse. They have a great bar uh, with awesome burgers. It's called the Stumbling Goat, mm-hmm. and uh, they put, they have like live music uh they have a really good breakfast place here Free advertising yeah oh, i know that's what i'm saying i guess yeah. you're not coming on this podcast again no, no, no. sorry i'm just i'm just saying i have a small yeah. effect so how was your chicken again Canadian. yeah i know <laughs> sorry yeah they, they stopped by Aisha's on their way here which we we're pretty close to so we'll give yeah. them a shout out we definitely had full chicken we but, did. what did you get i i just got fruit of chili pie just to free it That's all I had. <laughs> uh, I had $6 to my name when I yeah. went there. So ATM wouldn't even take my card. <sighs> but but then again, nobody in Texas really claims the Panhandle area. That's right. I mean, you true. talk to anybody from Dallas, they're like, yeah, and I hate that place. Yeah. So, I mean, we it's kind of like Oklahoma. In and a the way. people from the Panhandle don't claim uh, Austin either. Exactly. That, that's, <laughs> what that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, if you want to, if you want a real taste chill. of Texas, go to the Panhandle, yeah. see if yeah. you like it. So I, I think it's cool. It's got yeah. the second largest canyon in the country too. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, enough about play. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> uh, but back to, guys, you know, what you guys do. You said you've been in business just six months. What's that first six months been like? Crazy. I guess like, because you've been selling meat for six months, right? Yeah. You haven't been in business because you've been doing this for generations. Right, but right, right. We've Native been, Acres we've been, has Native been, Native Acres has the LLC has been up for right, six months. Right. Uh, well, uh, when we started six months ago, I don't think we thought we would be in a pandemic. <laughs> True. Great year to start a business. um, Yeah. So it's been challenging because um, just inventory, being able to stay in stock. And I I tell people it's not like a boutique where you can just order a new shirt that comes in next week. Um, So we're really working on ramping up um, all of our inventory. And we feel confident that by late summer that we're going to be able to support mm-hmm. the demand. Um, we, we were, you know, we had no idea how this was going right. to go. And we're like, well, let's just start small, see how, see how it goes. And we, we've been thrilled, um, with our customers and, you know, we've shipped over, I think 13 States now, yeah. and it's just been really fun and something that we've enjoyed doing together. So we're excited for the future. Um, 
yeah. of what's to come. The shipping part of it has been a pretty big learning curve. Uh, going into it, we thought, hey, if, if Amazon can do it, why can't we? Sure. <laughs> uh, and, and there's been some challenges, but... Shipping um, frozen food. Shipping frozen <laughs> product and making sure it arrives frozen and, yeah. and meeting all the food safety guidelines and stuff is... Is uh, it's a daunting task, but it's something that, you know, hey, uh, we, there, there's a market for that, and we're going to figure out how to do it. It can be done, um, and I think we've done a pretty good job to date trying to figure out uh, the best ways to right. to make it work for for all of us, for us and our and our uh, customers. customers our yeah. For what you guys do, like it's with the pandemic happening. Like the good thing is you're not like. You know, you're not in a 10,000 square foot building with 150 employees standing right next to each other, the whole thing, right? right? Like social distancing. You guys have been doing this farming for a long time, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. So, but how has it affected you? Has it been more of like supplying and like the other side of getting stuff in? And is that the way it's affected you? Yeah, the biggest thing really, there, there's, a, there's been a huge demand for, for our product and especially lately um, when... Uh, there is and isn't some some shortages or mm-hmm. some uh, media it, claiming shortages or people exactly. saying not as not as a full, full meat counter, not as you know, full but, meat right. counter. So, so that's scared. That's, scared. Yeah. that's really led to a big demand, especially of people stocking up. I think it's like that in, in all industries right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it in, in, to, in things from toilet paper to to you know all the way up. But yeah, uh, people Beer. when they yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they go to the store, they want to buy enough uh, for their family that's going to last them. And it's kind of the mm-hmm. same way with meat. We've we've had a big influx of people saying, hey, how can we buy a quarter of beef or a half of beef, uh, something to fill a freezer up that's going to last a family uh, a year, you know, yeah. and, uh, and that's something that, hey, we're, we're, we're all about that. That's, that's the only way I know. That's in my family growing up. That's all we did. Um, so that's something that we're trying to provide to our customers. Um, but it's hard just with the nature of, of how beef got to work and getting them to the finishing stage. There, there's such a, a long uh, life cycle and it takes forecasting. Uh, you know, years in advance to be able to plan everything out right to get to that end product. Um, So like JC said, we're ramping up and trying to get to a point where we can meet the demand. uh, And it's something that I think we're going to get to and and, uh, be a place that we're really happy with. And that's one thing we, you know, we'll be out of stock before we take shortcuts, right? Sure. So that's one thing that we are will always do. Um, we dry age our beef 21 to 28 days, which kind of sets us apart um, from any other um, beef in the grocery store, which gives it that tenderness and flavor, flavor, flavor that um, is just awesome. Yeah. So we, we do that. Um, and you mentioned like having a lot of demand, like and, and sticking to your guns and sticking to what you're known for and what the brand that you want to build, especially this early on. You know, you could have said, you know, and you, you said you're not going to take these cows to the slaughterhouse until they're ready. A lot of people may have been like, we're just out of business. We could do with some cash. We're going to cut these things now, and the beef's not going to be as good. But these people need their meat, mm-hmm. but and you no, didn't. No doubt about it. And there's there's. Um you know, there's people, and, and, and it's and it's easy to find, you know, just commercial beef or mm-hmm. fed beef. That's honestly, it's it's not that much different from what we're doing. We believe we have a premium product, and we believe it's something that we've seen from from birth to the end, and that's what we're that's what we say we're going to provide our customers, and that's what we're going to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even though I think it's important to know that that traditional methods of of beef are are not Completely unhealthy. Safe. They're, they're, they're not unsafe. They're, they're not uh, that much different from what we do, except that all I can promise you is that, that uh, I've seen these animals that we're selling from the time they were born. 
to the time that we're finished through every cycle of their life and that we at Native Acres have done everything that we can do uh, with our generations of experience to make sure yeah. that it's the finest product that we can deliver to you. And that, that's our promise and that's, that's what we can stand by. Mm. From like a kind of life's perspective, is it hard sometimes? Saying that this guy's got to go because now he's got to be on the plate. <laughs> like, so you don't name those, everyone, that's do you? One of those things that we talk about uh, that we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I know. So, like, yeah, yeah that makes I sense. mean, my my parents joke that uh, we were raised up pretty quick. You learn oh, about yeah. you learn about life, death, sex, <laughs> very <Yeah>. early <laughs> in life. Um, you know, you get the birds and the bees talk. Yeah from the bulls and the cows. So, I mean, it really, yeah. it's just, it's just the way of life. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been doing this a long time and we, we know that they've literally lived the best life possible, um, while they're here, but God provided them, sure. uh, for us to eat. And we are uh, being the best stewards possible of the land of the animals. And we feel like it's our responsibility, um, to make, to make it happen. Yeah. So. And so everyone can just go to the Native Acres web website and pick out their cuts or what they want. And yeah, so we, we actually offer three different uh, ways to order. So you can order a la carte. So my brother, for example, lives in a tiny apartment mm-hmm. um, in a city, and he can't how he doesn't have like a freezer chest full like we do. Um, so he, you know, we thought about that consumer that maybe just wants a couple cuts of beef at a time that can order every week or once every month and stock them up. Um, so they can order all cart so you can go through and pick whatever cuts you mm-hmm. want to fill your box um you know custom make your custom box and then we also have sampler boxes available that we pick um and every season we kind of go through and change them up for spring yeah. uh winter we have you know more roast and stew meat and things like that um and then the summer grilling seasons have more steaks and and things like that and then um we also have the local share so if you're in uh Northwest Oklahoma, if you're in the panhandle mm-hmm. of Texas, uh, you can do a quarter, half, or an eighth of beef and sh- share it with your friends. Yeah. Um, and you can customize your cuts and things like that, and then we deliver it to you. That's so. awesome. I saw, did you cook a roast recently? We did. I we saw that on Instagram. I was like, that <laughs> looks so good right now. <laughs> it was like so Saturday good. or Sunday, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah we do like a Sunday, that looks Sunday amazing. pot roast. That's a family That's tradition. What I saw. Every yeah. day after, or every Sunday after church, we always had a, uh, a pot roast waiting in the oven. When you get home, yeah. it just smells awesome. It oh, looked damn. very good. Yeah, and yeah. that's like another really cool thing connecting with people is like, you don't really realize we grew up cooking beef, but a lot of people don't know how to mm-hmm. cook all the assorted cuts. So it's been really fun, like sharing our family recipes. We have all our recipes up on our website and, um, I'm adding to it all the yeah. time, but, um, it's been really fun on social media, sharing recipes and how to, how to actually cook the beef that you get. So. Yeah. Besides just hamburger or steak, right? Like there's so many other cuts, ribs. Mm. What's your favorite? <sighs> Honestly, ground beef just because it's so yes versatile like yes. you can do a million different things with it and i think like you know our, our target our target audience is like a busy mom working with kids at home like it's just so easy right mm-hmm. and um i'll let josh answer that i think i know i think i know what yours is oh do you maybe uh, i mean i think i do too. honestly like if you're gonna ask somebody what their favorite like beef product is. I mean, I mean okay. you'd be crazy to okay. say it's not a steak. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. a New York yeah. strip okay. meat, you yeah. wear, yeah. you know, inch and a half. 100% yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm a filet girl. Yeah. yeah. Inch and a half, medium rare. But besides that, I'll take a take hamburger. Yeah. There's another one. Okay, there you go. What's, what's yours, Mike? Chicken fried steak. Yeah, what's yours? I'm not like, I didn't grow up eating like. 
I'm not. A, I mean, I love steaks. Yeah, it's because it's fish and chips. It and, is for you exactly. Like, yes. and, it's exactly where it is. It's and like sheep intestines and stuff. And, yeah, it's, lamb is big. Uh, in yeah, no. So like, on. I never like steak is quite expensive back home. Kind of like lamb is here. Like lamb's quite expensive mm-hmm. here. Now back home, it's. I mean, you walk down the street, someone's going to give it to you for free. Like it's everywhere. <laughs> there's small sheep. There's something. Someone from Wales may quote me on this, but there's like 12 million sheep in Wales, and there's three million people. So we are wow. severely outnumbered. So lamb is easy to get and so we grew up eating lamb stew and just but so when i came to the states like the states does meat better than any other country in the world like amen the steaks back home and taryn's not in camera but she's here she'll attest to this like back home doesn't do steak very well terrible very thin hamburgers that aren't the good but if you buy you can get good steak but it costs you an arm and a leg got it so like when i came out here and like i Texas Roadhouse to me is like this is the best cheapest steak you can ever get but it, like, every time my buddies come here and you're going to crucify me for telling me that right <laughs> but like every time my buddies come to town it's like the cheapest cheap steak and they think it's the best thing in the world because they're coming from back home mm-hmm. right but you know it's like probably being fed lamb here it's like that's terrible you know you know whatever it is but I'm I'm a medium steak kind of you know New York strip easy strip. yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah and Back like back home it was it was fish and chips and bangers and mash and onion gravy what and is the a rest banger of, and mash? sausage yes okay. sausage and mash corn okay. bangers and mash so sausage and mash and onion gravy mm, uh, that so does sound good delicious, it's very though. good yeah very good it's like an onion I think we're all foodies here we have definitely oh yeah made that apparent <laughs> definitely but like I'm learning as much as everyone listening about like you know raising meat and and how it's prepared and you know aging it for 21 to 28 days like I, that's completely alien to me like mm-hmm. I'm like just buy it at, at the store throw it in and hope for the best like throw it in my George Foreman and hope for the best <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at cooking uh, but it's yeah, almost it's, like you can compare it to wine you know like a, yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 you let wine sit it gets better with age it's, kind of, it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of the same with beef you can uh, if, you, if you're willing to put the time into it mm-hmm. and uh, have a product that's really nice and, yeah. and dry age it the correct way mm-hmm. then it's just going to increase your quality that much better so I've always wanted to have a dry aged steak but I don't know the process is don't don't you have to like cure it or something isn't that the, so it, the way you do it it's through our processor yeah so they actually do it okay um, yeah so it, it hangs and dry ages in their special room for 21 to 28 days. So you need a butcher shop with oh. a bunch of hanging <laughs> knives and stuff like that. Um, well, I, I, so I went to Homeland and they have dry aged steaks, but it's only like USDA choice. Yeah. And I'm not about that life anymore. Yeah. And I just, I'm too, too, you've been brought to this side now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once I, once I had a, once I, once I started buying prime steak, like uh, I'm just, I don't know. And I'm just like all about quality. If you're going to eat a steak, why are you going to buy the cheap cut? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> People like you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Turn the volume up on your speaker right now so people can hear you. That's why I'm here. Yeah, uh, yeah it's. Uh, I've always just and, wanted. And really, that. it's been so cool. Like I, the thing I, d- I guess I didn't wasn't ready for is how cool it is to see you know we have a commercial operation and we sell mm-hmm. our beef to the feedlot which then goes to your grocery stores but it's so cool to see the consumers feedback and response and we've gotten handwritten notes and mm-hmm. we've gotten reviews and just being able to it's you feel so proud you know that you spent 
it takes a long time to get a steak to someone's plate. And I think yeah. people don't realize that. And, um, just putting the whole story together and then being able to see the consumer's response at the end and seeing your product on their plate has just been really awesome yeah. for us. Very so, fulfilling. Yeah. Very fulfilling. So in it's just been, six months, in just six months, we got a long way to go and yeah. I feel, feel good about it. So, so with all your, all the places you've shipped to, um, how much of that is just word of mouth organic? Is there any way to track that? I think a lot of it is social media, mm -hmm. but I mean, cause really we're only advertising on Instagram, Facebook, and then word of mouth. And the I, power I of social media is, power yeah. of social media is really awesome, is but insane. also word of mouth is even almost yeah. better mm -hmm. because you're going to trust someone that your friend that tells you something's good. Oh yeah. You're going to go try it out. So. And just try it out cool. now. Tell me about what we have in front of us here. This is seasoning yes. stuff, right? So um, we have our own custom blend of beef um, all-purpose seasoning. And we've actually had some people share this week that they've been using on vegetables and they love it. And then someone posted yesterday about using it as margarita salt. Okay. People are very creative. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we brought them for you guys today to take home. We really appreciate you Thank having you. us out. So margarita style meat flavor seasoning let's do that so it was pretty good i got to get a little sample before the yeah, yeah before, make sure you the take the bottom one because yeah. he put his yeah. uh, finger in the top yeah one. i'm gonna get it to you right I'm now sorry, so i'm gonna forget i'm a complete yeah. animal so um you mentioned like a lot of social media has been helping as well um what are the, you know, how can people follow you on social media? What's, what's the way, best way to see what you do? Yeah. So Instagram and Facebook is both native acres, meatco.com mm -hmm. is our website. And yeah. then native acres meat co, um, is Instagram and Facebook. And, um, I run all the social media. So if you DM us or comment, mm -hmm. you're talking to yours truly. So, um, it's, it's going to be a minefield, right? <laughs> now you're, you've been open to been what open. is the social media world. Yes, <laughs> it is crazy out there. Um, but it's been, it's been really fun and, uh, I've really enjoyed getting to connect with our consumers and the people that care about it's just, I think that's awesome too, is knowing that people care about learning about farming. You know, mm. it's normal to us, but it's pretty cool when people take an interest in what you do. Yeah. You get to be like the Chip and Joanna Gaines of farming, right? There we go. I like that. <laughs> Josh is like, don't you dare say that ever again. <laughs> yeah. To chase me out of here. Exactly. Well, I think I think a big trend right now is how to be self-sustainable. Yeah. And a lot of this being, you know, trying to live off the land and trying to, you know, out here I'm looking at you know massive wind farm and mm -hmm. renewable energy and so it's like a lot of people are you know starting to plant their own crops in and their backyard their you know yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so yeah. Uh, people like Native Acres you know it's like okay well we're going to be able obviously people can't mm -hmm. buy their own cows and keep them in the backyard but you know <laughs> we're going to do our best to uh, yeah. kind of go along with that and I think that's and support local and yeah. you know we really would love to be at farmers markets eventually when we have the demand or supply to be able to mm -hmm. be there because I think that's so important and um, being able to partner with other local um, farmers and ranchers that have vegetables and things like that. I think yeah. that's like a, it's like a big, you know, 20 year goals, maybe having a storefront, maybe who knows what's yeah. going to happen. Just with having it, that so. presence in the, in the yeah. community at, at, at the farmer's markets. And I know Oklahoma city now is doing it at Sizzletail park. I think they did one for the first time last week and that's growing and going to be much better, but 
even in town, I'm sure you have so many family family connections that mm-hmm. are just naturally going to come to you anyway because they they've known your family, know your granddad and family from generations and. Mm-hmm. They yeah, trust you. and we were we were really surprised actually because the reason why we started uh, thinking about shipping beef is we're like, well, let's get the people that don't have beef, right? Like everyone, we figured everyone in our community mm-hmm. had their own beef, but we've been really surprised that we've had a ton of local support and local orders of people that um, are wanting to buy local and support us, which yeah. has been really awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, this has been great. I really appreciate you inviting us out. I could live in the country for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, and now be, you mentioned having fiber. Evening. This is even better, <laughs> right? You mentioned having a, a, you know great Wi-Fi about to be out here, and you yes. guys are building a house. We are getting fiber. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> that's deal. Huge. We're so pumped. <laughs> People listening who live in the city are like, "What is fiber? This yeah. is normal, right? What are you talking about?" Yeah, we don't have to wait like 30 minutes for a picture to upload. Yeah. Like this would be awesome. Well, but, I'll tell you, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, it's been so good to be able to meet you guys and uh, come back uh, as much as you want and. I get to explore what we do. You so. might we regret all, that. Well, yeah. we, we literally, we say to anyone listening, we, we have what we call an open gate policy. Like we pride ourselves on what we do here at the farm day in and day out. And we just love to share mm-hmm. um, anything about agriculture and um, this way of life and shed a positive light on it. So yeah. anyone's welcome. We have anytime. a lot of space to hit golf balls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually have my clubs in the back. I you might do? hit one. <laughs> I might hit one. Might hit one. Yeah. We'll see. Or two. Well, the good thing is you're not going to hit a tractor by hit. By hitting one that way. The tractor's not going to, you know, hit itself or pop a tire by running over one of your golf balls, uh, if you can I, get it into the field. I don't know if I'd want to hit it in there, because then, you know, then you'd get some golf ball stuff in your grain. Yeah, I, I think you'll be so fine. So you <laughs> probably wouldn't want to do that. No. We'll but no, this has been a pleasure. Um, Eric, thanks for coming in and jumping on as a co-host. Uh, you, what's your Instagram? Uh, does it matter? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Because you post your average photos. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, go Eric. listen to his podcast. Yeah. Eric.Granado, nope. that's G-R-A-N-A-D-O. Okay, yeah. Eric takes a lot of Western-style photos. Very good. Uh, make you want to become a country cowboy. Makes me want to become a cowboy, and we're a, we're a Stetson hat. But... I'll leave that's it what at that. That's what um, I'm here for. But no, this has been awesome. Uh, Josh, JC, this has been great. I'm super excited to not try that as a margarita but try it on some meat yes uh, we'll, we'll start with that and then um, yeah everyone listening I'll post all the social media links below and you guys can get out come out here to Okachi get some chicken and also buy some meat from these guys because I don't doubt that it's stellar so thanks very much for the beers and yeah really appreciate you guys thanks for listening we'll catch you in the next episode cheers cheers this podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.